0: Hello, welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA. We are recording this at 9 p.m. on Monday night. And I'm going to tell all of you faithful listeners that this is not the first time this podcast was recorded. This podcast was actually previously recorded at uh, about 11 a.m. this morning. And then a certain event today caused us to have to re-record. That podcast will never will be lost to history. But Mark J. Spears from Anscape was unable to join us this morning because he was fishing in Oakland. But now, no, no, I wasn't. Spears, I,
1: don't, I definitely don't want to fish in Oakland.
0: Oh, <laughs> all
1: right. I, I if jumped if the I gun and Lake said Merritt, Oakland. There might be th- the three eyes on that fish. Nick knows, right? <laughs> I guess, you know what. Maybe I could do it. Actually, I could probably do it from the pier in Jack London Square, although. I would probably get, you know, um, stingrays and tiger sharks, and I don't want that. So I I actually, this is too much information, but I was on the uh, Delta over by Tracy, California, which is about 45 minutes from Oakland. Spears was
0: fishing fishing this morning in Northern California. Nick Friedel uh, joined us this morning. And Nick, um, I'm sorry, your performance is lost to history.
1: It was good though, right?
2: Hey B, this isn't the first time that I've done something that Kyrie has then completely screwed up and turned in a different direction with one of his decisions. So it's all part of the game. I'm happy to be back. I'm in Chicago. The hilarious part of my re-recording is that when you texted me, I was getting pizza with some of my friends, and I was like, man, what neighborhood am I in? And my friend Sarah Spain came to the rescue. So I'm recording in her studio, and I'm looking at all this stuff, and I'm going, you know, Kyrie, bringing people together one more time.
0: <laughs> well, I got to thank our producer Jackson Agello, who says that the Ark of the Covenant, the city of Atlanta, the Ark of the Covenant, a reference to Indiana Jones. Jackson, does your does your um, does your does your uh, generation even know the? Uh, the Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't even, I'm, don't even believe that they do. Um, and I want to thank uh, Adi Khan from Very our uh, video team for coming back because they are now working overtime for this. Um, so anyway, we have a significant news event this evening. Kyrie Irving opting into his $36 million contract. Um, Nick covers uh, – he lives in New York. He's in Chicago right now, but he covers the Nets for us at ESPN. Um, I'm going to, uh, Spears, I'm going to start with you and I, I don't necessarily know what to think about this. I've been talking to people in the league for the last few hours to try to digest it. Spears, I'm going to start with you. I want, I want you to tell me how you evaluate why Kyrie did it and what do you think is going to happen next?
1: (laughs) There's 36 million reasons why he, he should have not, not made that crazy move. Um, which I don't have a statement in front of me, but it was a weird kind of like I'll you know riddle well, statement that he made. Yeah. But um,
2: Kyrie made I a know. weird statement. You're kidding me, Mr. Spears. Yeah,
1: no, it was it was, was kind of a riddle ish <laughs> <But laughs> Kyrie it,
2: made a riddler esque statement. Yeah, I can't but, believe what uh, I'm <laughs>
1: The statement seemed to apply is that if he had opted out and decided to go to the Lakers more than him staying.
0: Okay, here's the quote. Uh, This is from Shams Charania from um, The Athletic. Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. A11. That was he signed that, you know, signed it that way.
1: So to me, daring to be different would have been opting out and going to the Lakers and losing 30 million dollars.
2: Right, to be different is playing playing 82 games apparently being I, in one place, being out there all the time.
0: I, I would say that, yes, a, a normal person who keeps the world going would take 36 million over 6 million. Yes, so he's he is maybe he is. I don't care where statement. it is,
1: I'd, I'd play in Kabul for 36 million dollars.
0: <laughs> it was for one season, I would, yeah,
1: yeah, um. Just go so, straight to the gym and, and back. That's it.
0: Right. So Friedel, <laughs> um, this morning you talked about how you really you expressed, you know, being on the ground there in Brooklyn, just how much of a um how taxing it was emotionally on the Nets. And you could see why the Nets were um worn out and not wanting a repeat. So what you know, give me your viewpoint as to this this move.
2: I think this is a really good thing for the Nets in this sense. The commitment is in there long term. This is a prove it year. It now becomes one for Kyrie. And if they bring everybody back, the feeling internally within that organization is if Kyrie's out there and Kevin's planted at MVP level and we get some from Simmons, we can win. And at what level can they win? That remains to be seen. They were just so mentally fried, guys, at the end of that season. They were exhausted. Everybody from top to bottom in that organization was sick and tired of dealing with all the Kyrie stuff, all the injury stuff, all the questions about the vaccine. That was one of the most unhappy teams I have ever been around in all my years covering the league. But
1: Can can I stop you real quick?
2: Yeah, it hit me. Let's go.
1: Was it more unhappy for Durant his last year
2: in Golden State or this season? I like that one. I like that one. For Kevin personally, Mark, it was more unhappy that last year in Oakland, the last year with the Warriors. Because I think Kevin, there was such a detachment between where Kevin was at emotionally, mentally, uh, and on the floor – and where the rest of the team was at the end of that year. And then he got hurt, as we know, in game five of the finals against Toronto. Yeah,
0: just the injury alone would make it worse. Even though you reached the finals, the injury alone would have to be the worst year. Right. I, so, I yeah.
2: So, he, so he, he tears his No. I, I, well, yeah. And he's and he's out. But But the point isn't so much about Kevin, because I think Kevin was sick and tired of answering – the vaccine stuff and answering questions about why Harden left, which in a lot of ways is because of (laughs) the vaccine stuff and the fact that Kyrie wouldn't take the shot. But he, uh, having been around him in both of those years, was kind of like, all right, let's see what happens next season. I mean, from coaches, uh, the PR people, uh, you hear more about ownership. I think everybody was just so tired of the narrative that surrounded that team, Uh, some of Kyrie's teammates. And so much of it was because of the decision he made not to get vaccinated and that he wasn't out there day to day. And so whether you agree or not with what he's doing now moving forward or how the Nets handled it, all I can tell you is that that team as a group Was ready for that year to be done, and once they lost that first game in Boston, oh my! It was like, all right, uh, we're going to put up a little bit of a fight, but that team was ready for things to be over with.
0: Okay, so at the start of the day, as this all was playing out, one of the things that um, you know Woj was Woj was talking, you know, Woj was talking about how with the Nets position on that, that they were not going to offer him a max extension, that the Nets knew that the position they were taking was risking Durant's status with the team, that if it had ended badly, that, that Durant, um, could have asked for a trade. He hadn't done that, but he could have asked for a trade and Woj was, was acknowledging in his reporting that, um, the Nets were, were aware of that. They were, they were cognizant, cognizant of that as they were doing it um what i was told and i said this on tv today is that Joe Sai, the owner and really the organization but he's the voice of the organization because it's his team he would have rather lost both durant and irving than repeat what happened last year in terms of the emotional toll that it took on the team that is is as bad as it would be to lose uh, probably two Hall of Famers. I think Kyrie will be a Hall of Famer, and Durant being one of the great players of all time. Um, that he didn't want to repeat, he didn't want to repeat of that. Um, so I believed that I believed that it was potentially a negotiating position, but I believed it. And so I kind of thought that the Nets wanted Kyrie to opt into the contract because it would remove the pressure of the extension because I really do believe that this Nets team has a lot of um, potential for next year. I don't know what, what Ben Simmons health is going to be, but I think he'll be, if he's healthy is a real asset defensively, um, Joe Harris will come back. Yeah. Seth Curry alongside Joe Harris, potentially devastating shooting lineup. Cam um, Thomas will be better. Cam Thomas, who I really like, they stopped playing him and, you know, yeah. Nick, maybe can talk about that later. We're not going to talk about Cam Thomas. He's got to defend.
2: That's the short version. Okay.
0: I like Cam Thomas. I think he's got a future. Um, The word is amongst executives. I talked to a couple of executives today who believe that um, Nick Claxton, that he'll be back with the, with the nets, that that's uh, been worked out. Um, Or I shouldn't say it's been worked out. There's an understanding. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, Grand Salamis, Web Gems with nothing on your roof. You know, so they've got a good roster. You know, I I, I I don't know if I'm putting them ahead of Milwaukee and Boston, but, you know, they got a really good roster. So I, I kind of believe that the Nets play was to make it clear that they were not going to fold the Kyrie like they had many times because they wanted Kyrie to just go ahead and, and pick up the option and they could relieve the pressure and everything like that.
1: Well, another thing, At, Brian, we, we got to be banking on hopefully – Lord help us, um, is that at least uh, the, pan, the, the COVID won't be an issue next season like it's been the last Let's all two hope. seasons. Let's and all if hope. such is the case, then that was Kyrie's biggest problem, right? Because okay. I, I did see the list. I know he missed a lot of games in, in Cleveland and he had injuries before, but, I mean, he's gotten a lot of time off to get healthy, right? So... <laughs> I would think if the pandemic's not an issue that he should be able to play a significant amount of games next season.
2: But anybody who hears that Mark will say it may not be an issue now, but he'll find another issue.
0: Okay. So let me get to that. So in the wake of the agreement, I kind of thought it might've been a, I don't want to call it a win for the Nets because I don't think there's any winners here, but I think it turned down the heat and at least kept the Nets with two star players, with all of their options for next year alive. And boy, was that not what some people, agents and executives that I talked to thought they don't think this is over now Kyrie tried to make it sound like it was over. I'll see in the fall. Sounds like it's over,
1: but he was supposed to resign with Boston too. That's true. Um, I told my, Hey, my man is like the Riddler, baby. I don't, I'm I'm trying to, I'm. you know, I I, honestly, I know
0: this isn't what a reporter is supposed to say. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen now. Um,
1: And I'm a Kyrie fan from a basketball standpoint.
0: I was told that the that the option pickup came as a total surprise to the Nets that they found out when everybody else did. So let that
1: Brian. You figure the rest out later. Take the money, man.
0: Okay, maybe it's that simple, Spears. Yeah, because
1: because um, because uh, is it out of the realm of possibility? Uh, this sounds mad. This would be mad. I shouldn't even say it. So shut me up, and you can cut it out the podcast. But could the Nets be like, look, we'll we'll take the Russ's last year of his deal and move on? And-
0: okay. Well, hold on. We'll just we're gonna get to that in a second. I said this morning that. I thought that the, the ownership was desperate to not have a repeat of last year. And so they're probably, knock on wood, will not be the vaccine issue. But the concept of getting Kyrie to, to a new contract was that they would have some protections in terms of games played and maybe an understanding of how things might be different. Nick, I don't know if anything's changed. And the people that I talked to in the league are skeptical that Kyrie is going to be all for one and one for all on this.
2: It's if, an old Cav slogan that he's bringing to Brooklyn now. Right.
0: Right. I, you know, <laughs> see in the fall, like, uh, you thought last year was bad. Just you wait. Um, so again, I don't know. I w- I would have thought that this was a, you know, a depressurizing element for the Nets. But I'm telling you, not everybody in the league thinks so.
2: Yeah. Nothing is depressurizing when Kyrie Irving is on your team. And, Mark, I'm with you in this sense. From a basketball standpoint, I never covered a team with Kyrie. To see him night to night, he's unbelievable. yeah Unbelievable. Brian the has biggest, covered him. Right, Brian's covered him. I mean, he's seen it. He, to watch him night to night, Chauncey actually had the best line, Chauncey Billups. He said, Kyrie's a wizard. With what he can do on the floor offensively, he's at a whole different level. The problem, though, not only being around him the last four months this year, but watching from a distance in seasons past, you just can't count on him anymore. Yeah. And if you're getting at the heart of why so many people were so frustrated – in that Brooklyn organization throughout the end of last year and leading up to this moment in time, they were just tired of dealing with all his stuff. They are tired of the distraction that comes with having him on the roster. But I don't feel any sympathy guys for Brooklyn because when you get into business with Kyrie, you have to take all of it. You can't just say, Oh, well, he's a hell of a talented player and we think we can win a title with him because there is an immense amount of baggage that comes with it. He made his choice now, but B, I would, I would push back on you on this front. What Kyrie gave up here, and why I think that, at least for the time being, things will be calmer for now, is he gave up leverage. If you want to work out some sign-and-trade in the future, which I, I, I personally, as we sit here right now, I'd be surprised if that happened. Uh, leading into the next couple months, he has to ask for it, and the Nets have to grant him permission for it. I was going back and forth with Bobby last night about just that. And if you're Kyrie and you've now picked up this option, and the Nets are saying, all right, let's run it back. Let's see what happens with healthy Kyrie playing in theory all the time, healthy Ben Simmons playing in theory all the time, and Kevin playing like the MVP, that is a hell of a good team with Joe Harris And Edwards. Yeah. And see Friedel, that's what I thought.
0: Friedel, that's what I thought. But these
2: So what happened?
0: The the people who are in the business (laughs) who are in the business are telling me, no, Kyrie actually has leverage here because now just
2: sit. That's the leverage.
0: Well, now he's making the 36 million. He's got his money and he can make life hell.
2: How could it be how could it possibly possibly well, be worse than what they've just gone through. Again, but where, but where uh, does,
1: where does Durant jump in and say, all right, man, well, I think Durant enough is, is the, enough.
2: I, so I
0: think that's the situation Spears. I think the unknown is where Durant is. And, and, you know, I've heard, I've heard about where Durant is. I don't know for sure. Uh, you know, he, he did the podcast, his podcast a few days ago where he basically took a step back and said, this is between the nets and Kyrie. It's not between me. Um, you know, Durant's under contract for four years, and he has no player option, which I have to say, like when I started talking about Durant being around for four years, I was like, well, is it actually three? And he's got a player option, and I went and looked, and there's no player option. I was like, wow. Talk about getting him on a deal. He signed last year with no player option.
1: You know what, Brian? Can I interject real quick? You mentioned something earlier that's very intriguing to me, and I don't know him, and maybe Nick knows him a little bit. I know Holmes talked to him as Joe Sai. Like, who quietly is, uh, was he second to Balmer money-wise? or
0: He's in the top three or four.
1: Okay. And I would assume, I can only imagine how he felt after they got eliminated. Um, and when you're a, a successful person with money like that, and you, I think you you get to, you, perhaps he's getting to wits in with it. You know, you're
0: saying perhaps like, I can tell you, I'm pretty sure he was at wit's End with it.
1: Yeah.
0: So now I want to know like, that's the thing. Like, I don't know where Durant, and this is all new. This has happened within the last couple hours. So I may have a better feel in a day, too. Um, I don't know where he's at. I don't know where Durant's at. Um, I know that there are people in the league, and we're not talking about Anslayer people. We're talking about, you know, high ranking people who, believe that Kyrie is not, this is not done. I don't know. Yeah. Let let me just say this about the Lakers. He obviously was very interested in joining the Lakers. The Lakers are very interested in having him. Um, the problem is, is that the Lakers can't really right now. I think if you're a Laker fan, you're kind of let down that this door closed and I'm not saying open it back up, but I'm saying don't quite lock the lock yet. Um, because depending on what the nets want to achieve, it's not impossible that that could be revisited It is this time in trade form because you'll remember. And again, I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm being insensitive spears. You can, you can curb me on this. If you think I'm being insensitive, I think it's pretty clear that Shams is in communication with the Kyrie camp. And so a couple of days ago when Shams reported that Kyrie could opt into his contract and then look for a trade, I think that's what Kyrie's preference was. And as you said, Spears, it's not exactly, that's not high level analysis. It's a difference between getting 36 million and going somewhere as opposed to having to sign figure the rest out
1: million. later, figure the rest out later.
0: Right. So maybe, maybe, I mean, I know Kyrie's saying I'll go there in the fall, but maybe, maybe Kyrie's just like, okay, this is my strategy move. Now I'm going to take your money, and now I'm going to, I'm going to be a problem until you trade me. I'm going to be a worse problem. Uh, and maybe he doesn't even have to do anything. Maybe just a threat of what he could be will do it. I'm just saying, Friedel. I don't. I'm afraid this is not over. I'm you afraid know I, it's not. I, over. I do
1: think though. I'm. I'm a. You know what? I'm going to give Kyrie and Kevin the benefit of the doubt here. And when they go to camp and they, they got Ben, and they got Joe, and they're healthy. They got Nick's favorite player, Kessler. right? Hey,
2: Kessler Edwards.
1: Yeah. When when they come to camp and see what they could potentially be, I feel like the, the, the wounds could be healed. Like, this is a team that could win a title. Like, there's a reason why Here's. Nick is in New York. It, it's because this team has two superstars, three superstars, and could be special. Obviously the drama is attractive too.
0: But I can't deny that. I I think that's possible.
1: They could be. And and I just wonder like, you know, when he gets to camp and they get to camp and they they realize that like they could beat anybody when they're together. (sighs) I but I agree with you. Anything is possible, but I think when they get to camp, man, they're gonna be like, "Yo, we we gotta let's go." You know, I
0: don't know if they're making it to camp, man. So let me yeah. just let me just run through this. If Kyrie still wanted to be a Laker, so the trade has got to be Westbrook. So Westbrook makes eleven million dollars more than Kyrie Irving. So in a trade, a Westbrook for. Kyrie trade, the Nets would save $11 million. I'm sorry, the Lakers would save $11 million. That costs something. Okay. Not only that, but in that type of trade, I know people are telling me you're crazy. Why are you talking about this? You, you know, Brian, you're out of your mind. Stop. You know, people, people are going to make fun of me about this, but just let, me, just let me go for a second. In a trade with the Lakers, it saves the Lakers $11 million. It also would enable them to use their uh, mid-level exception. They would get that $6 million. They could use it. That's worth something. It would bail out the Lakers for this season and potentially next and could potentially influence LeBron James' thinking when it comes to – Um. Extending his contract in August. Does that sound like it's worth two first round picks?
2: Yes. Nick? No.
0: Does it sound like it's worth one first round pick?
2: No. If I'm the Nets at this point, worth it for who?
0: For the Lakers to include.
1: Give me the trade one more time. Break it all down what you're saying.
0: Westbrook and two unprotected or two lightly protected first round picks for Kyrie and the Nets. The Nets have Durant's understanding.
1: For, the, for you know, for, if, for the Nets, no. For the Lakers, when do I sign? When do I push the button? Okay. This is the Lakers. This is LeBron. This is his last days. Um, you want to win another championship? There, do it. I mean, what is this draft pick going to be? 27, 28? What are they holding on to? Twenty trying to win 29. championships there. This is the Yankees. This is this is you know uh, Manchester City. That like, come on, man. Nick, Nick, what if? Like, what that's, if the, that's the kind of franchise this Nick, is. Nick, what if they, the next decide if they can't?
0: What if the Nets decide they just can't have Kyrie back now? that maybe they could have had him back two weeks ago, but now the damage has been done in this whole process. It's even worse than it was. Am I wasting time? Should we move on?
2: I think, I think this is a waste only because if you've, you've got Kyrie to opt in, and you know, guys, and I think this part is crucial, if Kyrie was ever going to be motivated to be on the floor night after night after night, it is now this season because he's not playing just for this season. He's playing for the next contract. He is showing all these teams that he can be on the floor. He can be counted on to drop 25 or 30 every night, and he could be a good teammate. And so I would think you would get the best version of Kyrie Irving heading into this season, whatever version that may be. But B, to your point, and why I don't think we can just flush All other options uh, down the toilet is because so many people in the Nets organization, and I cannot stress this enough, were so unhappy at the end, and to pin it all on Kyrie, exactly. But and and just to be clear, to pin it all on Kyrie is not fair because there were a lot of layers and reasons why. But absolutely, his decision not to get that vaccine and the way in which he handled that whole process was the single biggest factor as to why that season last year completely imploded.
0: Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Vivid Seats wants you to get to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with vivid seat rewards score unbeatable perks like free tickets surprise seat upgrades and annual birthday deals as official ticketing partner of ESPN vivid seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code hoop that's code hoop h-o-o-p visit VividSeats.com or download the app today vivid seats experience it live Okay. I don't know. But people that are this is their lives are telling me it ain't over. That's where we're going to leave it. Um tonight John Wall after many years got a buyout from the Clippers. Um I'm sorry, I just jumped ahead. And got a buyout from the Rockets.
1: He left uh, oh, you know something we don't know. 40 and sim- slip.
0: Tim McMahon, maybe he'll be getting a buyout from the Clippers soon too. <laughs> <Tim> Mc- <laughs> By the way, I just want to say one more thing before we go on to John Wall. Two years ago, Kyrie Irving averaged, you know, he had 50, he had a 50, 40, 90 season. He could, ha- he could have a great year this year. If he, if he dedicates himself to basketball being number one, anyway, John Wall, according to our Tim McMahon. Left six and a half million dollars on the table. Um, long coming buyout negotiation. If he left, if they settled at 6.5, and maybe we'll find this out at some point. I wondered what the offer from Houston was during last year. So he'll get about um, 41 million out of his 40 to seven and a half million dollar salary um and woge is reporting he's going to sign with the clippers it's um apparently already decided it's actually can easily be decided nobody can claim him on waivers so um uh he'll well maybe like san antonio could or something but that's not going to happen so looks like john wall is going to be a clipper um that's been uh in the uh in the nba bloodstream for a few days um that, that was coming uh but obviously uh so the so the clippers get a point guard. I'm not so sure the Clippers are done looking for point guards. They may be in, in the market for other things, but um that's a move there. Spears, what's your what's your thought about that?
1: Lakers made a mistake. Uh, unless they get Kyrie, they made a mistake. They could have got John Wall last year, last season. They had an ability like I these picks that they're holding on to, I'm obviously not a fan of. And I I think they potentially could have salvaged their season if they would have moved Russell for John Wall, and they could have done it if they included picks. And, so I think
0: Ramona, and I i mean, uh, I'm doing this without researching, so I got to check, but I i think Ramona Shelburne reported that in the end, the Rockets were willing to do Wall for Westbrook for for a pick swap. There may be a second in uh, a pick and swap. should have did it. Well, you remember LeBron. Did it. You remember the way LeBron reacted and sort of freaked out for a few days, in the days after the no trade at the deadline. Just yeah. to recall, they should recall have
1: did that. it. He's a catch and shoot guy. He would have fit in well with them, and now he's going to be across the hall, balling for the Clippers. So if they don't do nothing in that regard, that's going to make <laughs> probably Le- uh, you know not speaking for LeBron, but I, that might bring more ire to him that they could have had him. I didn't. I didn't understand why the Lakers sat on their hands, but for the Clippers, I mean, he, he's a big pickup. I know Ty Tyloo's probably happy. Um, what is John Wall right now? He's the healthiest he's probably been in a long time. Um, I, 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 I'm sure that you know um, he'll be on a vengeance tour, and what will he be? Uh, if he's healthy, he's a problem. And so I I see that as a huge pickup for the Clippers, which maybe they need to change their name, nickname to if healthy. Right? Like, because <laughs> right. If, if you got a healthy John Wall, Kawhi, PG, with everybody else they have, you know, Warriors be ready.
0: Well, the 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 Rockets, even, even with paying this dead money, are Tens of millions of dollars below the luxury tax. Um, and it's not that, you know, I mean, obviously, there. I don't think there's a free agent. They are totally, you know, they're exactly going after. And, you know, Eric Gordon has been on and off the trade market for months. Uh, he's their highest paid player. Um, are you so, telling
2: me that Tillman Tita doesn't want to spend boatloads of cash, Brian? Well,
0: I, I wouldn't spend boatloads of cash on that roster anyway, but um, uh I think it's you know even though they're they're gonna have a forty one million dollar dead cap hit, which might be a record. I don't want to speak to say it's a record, but that's got to be close to record. If it's not the record, for the, it's got to be the most they've ever had. Most the teams ever had in the year is forty million dollars of dead cap. It's not like it's holding the Rockets back. So I also think they had like eighteen or nineteen guaranteed contracts. They were gonna have to waive players. I guess they could trade them. So we're not there yet. But when they tra- they traded for all those Dallas guys. Um, they had like way more guaranteed contracts than they had on their, than they could fit on their roster. So I suppose some of those guys could get traded, but as soon as that happened, it became clear that there was probably going to be a a, a wall buyout Nick. Um, we we haven't seen wall in two years. I mean, uh, you're just guessing, but you know, obviously the price is going to be right. I assume, I assume that, um, that uh, it's going to be for the minimum or maybe slightly more. Maybe they give him um, a piece of a mid-level to help him get his money back, but it's going to be a good deal
2: for him. It's worth the flyer, if nothing else. And this goes to Mark's point. We know what Wall can be when he's healthy. He just hadn't been healthy in so long. He's one of those guys where you almost have to get people to remember what he once was. He was always one of the fastest guys up and down the floor with the ball. How much has that changed? Can he shoot? to a a point where he's serviceable enough around Kawhi, Paul, George, and set up the offense in that way, assuming that he comes off the bench in limited minutes early on. Who knows? But when you have that type of talent and you've been away that long, I don't have any issue with flipping the coin and seeing what happens. I actually expect him to start. Really? After all that time off?
0: Tell that to Reggie Jackson.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I, I remember he wouldn't come off the, well, I mean, it was Houston. He wouldn't come. He's never come off the bench.
0: Let me check if he's ever, literally ever come off the bench. Uh, I mean, you're right. He's never not been a starter. And maybe that was part of the, uh, maybe that was part of the situation. I will say that, um, uh, let's see here. He came off the bench, Spears. He off the bench uh, seven times. In 2012, and five times his rookie year in 2010,
1: 11. I'm so, out of how many games?
0: He's he's played 613 games, 601 starts.
1: I think he's going to start. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I wonder. I mean, I, I mean, I'm sure the Clippers have seen him uh, at some level. I'm sure they have some idea what they're signing, and um, you know, but it, it'll be interesting to me to see if the you know. I suspect the Clippers could be active. Uh, they could maybe, maybe look to do a deal, like uh, maybe with Luke Kennard or something like that. But um, after all these many months of John Wall, uh, people declaring free him, he has been freed, and it cost him six and a half million, maybe less, depending on what he signs for with uh, Clippers. So, um, all right, thank you guys. Thank you for uh, coming for the second podcast. I, <laughs> I. I just don't think we put a bow on the Kyrie thing. And I, and I, when I may listen back to this, I may hear myself babble a little bit and I'm sure some listeners will be like, yeah, well you babble all the time. You know, you're copying to it, but. Well,
2: there's some listeners, Brian, that will say that Kyrie babbles all the time. So, you know. Well, that's it's all, true. It's all that's part of true. the fun.
0: Um, I can only imagine the stuff that Kyrie is going to say about this. If he ever <laughs> speaks about it.
2: Wait, wait, I really can like- I add one more point before we close it down to tie my yeah. own bow on podcast one and podcast two? Because I think this is important. I'm tired of people saying that Kai, uh, that Kevin Durant should have stayed with Steph Curry. That, that he made this poor choice. He, he left Steph. That relationship between Kevin Durant and the Warriors had run its course. And Mark, you can add to this. You were out there with me. I don't think there is ill will between Kevin and Steph. I think there's a lot of mutual respect there. But can we, till the end of time, put that one away that, oh, man, if Durant had just stayed with Steph. Durant was just done with the Warriors in that time in his career. What Kevin Durant will be questioned about from now until the end of time is why did he attach the last few years of his prime to Kyrie? And that part, I know they're very close. I know they're good friends, but that's the part Kevin will have to answer. It's not so much, oh, man, if he had just stayed with Steph. That thing is over. It was a relationship that was done, and it wasn't just because of Kevin and Steph. The question in my mind is, why did he think that things would be different now? And now that all these things have happened, what happens as far as potential legacy questions are concerned?
0: Spears, do you remember us even bringing up Steph Curry? I don't even remember us bringing him up. The, the, no, that was a right. podcast one. I didn't um. want I, I
1: that one to up, die. Uh, Kessler from the Nets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I'm
2: not forgetting Kessler's name, yeah, it,
1: it, which probably All was right. cut out of the podcast. The <laughs> don't even know that whole discussion, but I, 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 I hope the producers keep that part in. <laughs> <laughs> Kessler's like name's Kessler gone, just like my Steph Pepper and nine. Kevin
2: story.
0: <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for hanging in with us. Um, To be continued. um,
1: Can you read that quote one more time from Kyrie?
0: Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle. Taco Tuesday over salad. What about selling with Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash hoop, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash hoop now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash hoop.